There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, your weekly Apex Legends podcast brought to you by Crossover Media. I'm your host, Shay, joined by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how is it going today? It's going great, Shay. Happy to be here as always. It's a good time to be playing Apex. We have a lot to cover today. We got a good one for you guys today. Make sure to check us out first, though, on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to us on YouTube, Third Party Podcast. We stream weekly, but just a little update. Uh, the times we're gonna all going to be on Instagram and in the Discord. Henry and I are trying to figure out a solid stream schedule, but we got school starting back up and it's getting busy and hard for us to find something that's working. This week, though, we will be streaming on Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. Also, if you want to hear Henry and I talk about other video games, check out the Good Games Podcast. Link's going to be in the description. But today, like Henry said, we got a good episode for you guys. We're going to be going through some news, talking about the big changes to Time to Kill, uh, looking at weapon performance, and wrapping up with some questions. Before we dive into the news, though, first an update on Patreon. Excellent intro, Shay, as always. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, for the patrons, um, we are now six months in, kind of like we've been talking about. This is a major landmark for Shay and I. We really committed to putting out as much high-quality content as possible for six months, and we're happy to say that we're going to continue to do this little thing called the third mm -hmm. party. Um, but for the next episode, as a little uh, celebration and thank you, uh, we're going to be thanking by name every single patron we have. So if you join between now and next Tuesday at 12, uh, our time before we record, uh, you will be featured on the next podcast, which is uh, kind of neat, I hope. This is usually a benefit for the upper tiers of the Patreon, uh, but for this limited time, we'll be thanking everyone just because it really means a lot that you guys are have been just so generous and we've had such an amazing community and we've been able to grow so much like Shay and I definitely couldn't have imagined in this short period you know talking with sponsors joining a network having this huge social community everybody joining the discord it's really awesome yeah no doubt about it it's been amazing what you guys have done uh, for us and we really appreciate it speaking of the patreon though just to share out some of the other awesome benefits one that is hugely important and you guys should all know about it, is you get to join our Discord, but you get to join a specific special channel on the Discord, and we also friend all the patrons on Discord, so you have a direct DM line chat to either Henry or I anytime, and we're pretty good about responding to everybody on there. Additionally, if you uh, sign up with the higher levels, you get a t-shirt every three months is what we are working on right now. The first line is already on the way. Pictures are up on Patreon, on Instagram. You could also get a signed replica weapon. And then, you know, at the lower levels of the Discord or of the Patreon, you can get access to extra episodes amongst tons of other things. One of those things being a live hangout that we do just with the patrons on YouTube. It's really awesome time. Ask as many questions as you want uh, about anything. And that's going to be this Saturday, 12 to 1 p.m. Pacific time. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a good one. Let's stop being all lovey-dovey, though, and talk about some Apex and dive into the news. Uh, so the first piece of news is there was a hot patch put out last week. Um, a lot of 
differentiating opinions on uh, this season so far on the interwebs, but uh, this hot patch came out and reduced the number of gold helmets, backpacks, and knockdown shields. Uh, there was just a lot of gold loot everywhere. And then more importantly, reduced the devotion damage down from 17 to 16 and increased the recoil. And they also, at that point, promised to make more adjustments, but they will be coming later. This was a, a really awesome thing to see. You know, it was a really nice response after getting the new season, hearing what the community thought, and just a reaction of any kind, I think, is something to mm-hmm. uh, applaud. Henry and I definitely value communication. And I think we both wish maybe we had a little bit more with uh, the Respawn community. And so it was good to really see this. This was very much a step in the right direction uh, because, you know, the players are the most important thing. And in the end, we want to have all the players as happy as possible, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel a little sad, less than gold loot, but, you know, (laughs) it's for the best. For sure. We got a lot of leaks from our guy, Shrugtall, again. And so we're going to be going over those, talking about all of this fun stuff. Uh, first is kind of an important one, though, and that is streamer mode. could be coming to Apex soon. It's listed in the files as Anon mode. Uh, this anonymizes the display player's name throughout the game, you know, and uh, the kill feed, champ squad, all that kind of stuff. It's something streamers have been asking for a long time, and it's good to see that Respawn has finally taken some steps to put this uh, into the game and have it coming close. Yeah, hopefully this is something that is well received and that it works. You know, I am really glad that they are doing this and that it's coming uh, maybe a little sooner than we expected. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, my fingers are crossed. Um, I really hope that this uh, gives a nice little nod to the streamers out there. For sure. We all want the streamers to be as happy as possible so they keep playing this amazingly awesome game. Next piece of news. Caustic Heirloom is scheduled for the aftermarket collection event. And I believe in German, the text is translated to Death Hammer. Kind of interesting, Henry. What do you think about and the Jay, Death Hammer? I saw Shrugtaw's leak of the, uh, the banner animation of Caustic yeah. wielding this thing. It is a savage weapon. It's definitely not PG. Like, this is <laughs> PG-13 kind of weapon. It's very gruesome. Uh, and some would say that's awesome. So it'll be really cool to see uh, what the final details of it look like and when we actually get this thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what it ends up looking like and all the animations and stuff. Um, but another interesting thing uh, in the realm of heirlooms is that there's also a lot of fi- information in the files regarding Bangalore's heirloom. Uh, could we potentially get two this season? It's possible. Uh, it would be. It's the first time that two new heirlooms have been added into the files at the same time. And so from the sounds of it, this caustic one seems pretty confirmed. But maybe with two events potentially in a season or something like that, we could get two. Maybe they want to push out more heirlooms as quick as possible because they want to, you know, get everybody their heirloom and then maybe start bringing in the new legend and then giving that new legend their heirloom uh, during the season, maybe. I don't know. Any thoughts? That would be a pretty good pattern to kind of catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, we've been talking about the uh, the anticipated Bangalore heirloom for a while now. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think that'll be a really cool thing to see for her. And I'm curious about what it's going to be. You know, she has a really uh, 
cool background, you know, military family, military experience, but that's not super creative for an heirloom, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what they come up with. It'll be cool. And if it's as creative as the death hammer, who knows what we could get? Uh, big piece of news, not a long uh, title in of itself, but there's a lot to think over here. And there is code in the files for a new map labeled Tropic Island. First thought when you hear the words Tropic Island, Henry. Coconuts. <laughs> you got all the legends going to be eating some coconuts out on this new map potentially. Yeah, I mean, Tropic Island makes me think of an archipelago. Like multiple oh, yeah. small islands with a lot of water experience. And so that, you know, just opens up my imagination to a whole lot of things. Boats, swimming, all mm-hmm. sorts of things interacting with water um yeah this is super exciting yeah it could be really cool you know we obviously a lot of uh news regarding maps in the realm right now i mean a lot of people thought we were going to olympus this season and so i think maybe we still go there this could be something they're very much just testing for potentially way out in the future or if it ever comes to the game you know a lot of this stuff is not guaranteed. It's just data mined information. Uh, it's really cool to see and look at and talk about, uh, but nothing is ever guaranteed in this game, especially during this uh, pandemic. That's for sure. Another piece of news from Shrutgtal. Valk audio was added into the files. Uh, Valk is a legend that was leaked the last season with Rampart. If you want to hear all of her abilities and kind of hear Henry and I go pretty in-depth on her, Check out the next Legend Season 6 episode. We cover these abilities in depth there and dove deep into Valk. She's a really cool character, and this is potentially just a sign that we might be seeing her maybe coming up in the next season. Yeah, Valk, uh, Valk may have been our favorite um, from an ability standpoint uh, in between the two. We just, we, I could have never guessed that we were going to get a turret legend. Um, yeah. And so Valk is a lot more, I think, uh, intuitive maybe with the hover, Movement. hover mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, so definitely check that out. I think it's a pretty cool episode and we're confident in it, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, next piece of news, we had a leak from the Twitter user Bias12 uh, talking about gravity wells that we have seen sprinkled around the map. Uh, so if you don't really know what gravity wells are, don't worry. Neither do Henry or I. We just know that they are these boxes that have kind of the activation signal that like the walls have around the map and they're just kind of sprinkled throughout the maps on World's Edge, they're in Refinery, Skyhook, Sorting Factory, Fragment West, on King's Canyon, they're in Air Base, Repulsor, Cage, Artillery, but they have some cool uh, leaked uh, lines that go with them and essentially it looks looking like they require key cards to use. And you get key cards by completing challenges during games. Uh, there's three challenges, one of which is air damage. Deal X amount of damage while midair. Knockdowns, get X amount of knockdowns. Outlive opponents, outlive X amount of opponents. And then in that same vein, activating all of the gravity lifts will supposedly activate the rocket that we are now seeing on World's Edge. A lot to break down here, Henry. What are some of your first thoughts and impressions? This is pretty crazy. I mean, I've seen these around. I was excited to share them uh, here on the podcast um, just because it's kind of an interesting new mechanic potentially with uh, 
hovering or kind of mm-hmm. being lifted. Gravity lifts, gravity welves. Um, it's definitely a cool, cool mechanic. And I, I'm really shocked like that this is all going to be connected. I mean, I was telling you off air that uh, this seems a lot like contracts. Like yeah. you have these uh, challenges you have to complete in order to get these key cards. Seems pretty cool. You know, another layer to the game. We got a huge layer with crafting. Uh, this could be, you know, another mechanic, um, mm-hmm. which I think is exciting. Apex definitely is potentially shifting some of its play to be a little bit more mainstream and a contract style function uh, would definitely go more towards that direction. Time to get into the main topic of the day, though. And we're going to be for a while here talking about the big changes to Time to Kill, uh, breaking it down into different segments. But overall, you know, this is a huge change. It's a staple of Apex. You know, Henry and I, we've been playing this game for, you know, five seasons as it was, and everything was somewhat shifted. And so kind of like taking a step back, we now want to look at this, readdress it, and kind of talk about what is happening because of this change to Time to Kill. Well put, Shay. I mean, it's, we had to make an episode on this. You know, next mm-hmm. week we'll kind of dive into Rampart a little more. We've been working sure. on uh, learning her, but it's just like the time to kill is everything in this game. And the fact that it was kind of changed out of the blue means that a lot of people are uh, kind of having to relearn a little bit of the game and change their perspective on it. So hopefully with we're going to dive through everything. We're going to go through armor, mm-hmm. healables, legend choice, weapon choice, all the energy stuff. Um, and so hopefully this is going to be a information filled episode that hopefully <laughs> you can pull some stuff from and help inform your game. I hope. For sure. I couldn't have said it better myself. Let's walk it through with the armor though to start, Henry. Yeah. So the first big change is that armor getting reduced 25 shields at every single level of armor. Um, this is quite interesting. And mm-hmm. I just want to walk through. Um, each change and how maybe the feel has changed with it. So white or common armor uh, used to have 150 health points. Now it's 125. And 150 including your 100 base yes. health. I think just, just to clarify. Yeah. I'm just going to refer to the total health just because it kind of relates to the time to kill. But yeah, you're Makes correct. more sense for sure. The armor has 50 used to have 50, now it has 25. And I kind of broke down the percentage difference um, mm-hmm. in hopes that this translates to the feel of the difference. And so the difference between 150 health and 125 health is a 17% reduction. So that essentially means that you have 17% less health and you're dying 17% faster in theory, mm-hmm. and we'll be breaking this down a lot more, but that's kind of the starting number, and that's the most uh, significant reduction out of all these. As you add more armor, uh, that 25 reduction you know, gets minimized uh, mm-hmm. by the increase. But then we go to rare or blue armor. Used to have 175 total hit points. Now it's down to 150. That's a 14% reduction. Then we got epic or purple armor. Used to be a full 200 health, now it's 175. Uh, I think this was kind of the most shocking, at least for maybe Shay and I, 
Um, mm-hmm. Just because with Evo, we did have that that one block of health before. Like that was a thing, but purple mm-hmm. has always been 200. So this was kind of a shocker. Um, but it's a 12.5% reduction. And this is the same with gold. So gold, as everybody uh, most likely knows, has also been mm-hmm. transitioned from 200 total hit points down to 175. Um, you know, 12.5% reduction, I think, is significant. Uh, Definitely. What do you think so, of that, Shay? Is that useful number? I think it's very interesting because, you know, 12.5%, we're going to put it more into context when we talk about guns here later on, but that's a big difference when it just comes to bullets, when it comes to bursts, yeah. and overall, you're just shifting everything downwards, making everything a little bit more faster-paced in those fights. And it's just, it's a, like you were saying with the percentages and kind of relating it to feel, it's a pretty different feel of the game. And like you also said, not something we were expecting. And so wrapping our head around it is kind of what, I mean, Henry and I are talking it through ourselves while we're talking to you guys right here and kind of trying to figure it out. Like we're still, you know, very new into the season. We're still, everyone's trying to figure it all out together right now. And so these changes are definitely interesting i think is the correct word totally and that's you know what we kept on saying on the last episode like all this Mm -hmm. is very interesting and over this last week we've tried to dig in try to break down the numbers try to figure out the feel and how it's actually felt different Mm -hmm. um and then lastly yeah go ahead i was just gonna say there's definitely been a lot more of those like wow i just got lasered (laughs) moments lately yeah like a couple headshots now headshots already did you pretty bad but now more than ever you're just feeling like you dropped with no hope totally and it was kind of funny i'm going on a tangent here but i was looking at my own data and it's a small sample size you know my kd my damage and stuff and i was just very frustrated at the start of the season but i looked at the data all my individual stats outside of damage have gone up makes a little bit of sense from damage perspective just because there's less shields deal damage to but i was just like i think it part of the frustration that people are having right now with this game is that the deaths just feel a lot worse because they feel so much quicker and you feel so helpless when you're being shot right now yeah i mean we'll be and this we're just in the first step of here with armor (laughs) all this stuff is compounding you know, and I think you're absolutely right, and a lot of people are experiencing that. Um, but as much as the deaths are faster and harder, the kills are faster and easier. Mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting balance of, like what you're saying, your stats have actually improved. So have mine, uh, amazingly. Uh, but the <laughs> feel is definitely interesting. And so I think a lot of those frustrating deaths can translate to a lot of, once we get to the strategies and mm-hmm. kind of understanding, uh, the combination of all these changes, how to maybe have less frustrating deaths and more successful wins. Definitely. But to get back on track, that was a great tangent. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, it got red armor. used to be 225 hit points, which for us old folks, you know, OGs, all the way back (laughs) to the beginning, 225 is just nuts. That has now been brought down to 200 in line with what we used to consider was max armor, and that's an 11% reduction. So as you mm-hmm. level up your armor or get better armor, um, the feel 
of the 25 shift is felt less and less, essentially. Yep. But now... Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, an added thing on top, it doesn't quite fit uh, into our other sections, but Rampart and her tactical amped cover increases damage output by 20%. Now, the impact of that is pretty significant. And just one example is the flatline. Flatline normally does 19 damage to the body to a normal Mm -hmm. legend without fortified or low profile. Um, 20% increase is going to make that 23 damage to the body. And what this has to do with time to kill is flatline typically takes nine and a half body shots to kill. Through the amped cover, it's 7.6 shots. So big differences on just Mm -hmm. the number of bullets and then certainly the time to kill going from 1.34 seconds down to just over one second at 1.07 seconds. So as much as the armor getting brought down, is big also introducing ramparts amped cover and offering a 20 percent increase the damage also Mm -hmm. is really going to be felt on that time to kill yeah you know and a big theme of this episode it's hard to we're going to break things down one by one but in the end everything is very cumulative this season we had a lot of changes and overall putting it all together it very much changed the way Apex is played. And, you know, it, we'll say it again later, but it increases the value of positioning more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very different, fun game. And so it's, it's a fun challenge to relearn how to play this game in a way. And that's kind of the exciting thing, at least, you know, for me, who I've been playing this game, you know, daily for the longest time. And it's like, yeah, there's frustration and like not knowing everything the exact same way and it not feeling the same, but it is a very fun challenge to address and learn how this, how to play everything again. Absolutely true. Uh, let's talk about healables. Yeah. So as much as none, no healables were like overtly changed, I think a lot of mm-hmm. those changes to the armor have actually changed how we look at healables. Definitely. What I mean by that is mostly with one less cell of armor in all situations, because you have 25 less health and a cell is equal mm-hmm. to 25, how does that really change things? Um, Phoenix gets, you know, to start things off. Give you max health, max shields, up to 200 now. takes 10 seconds to, uh, to consume a Phoenix kit, and you can hold mm-hmm. one per stack. So that's kind of our starting spot. Um, still very valuable, right, Shay? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you get everything at once. It's a purple item on the ground. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm the Phoenix get lover yeah. between the two of us, That's and correct. I think we'll go through all of these, and then I think maybe we should talk about the overall shifts in general, so we can really walk through this. Okay, cool. So we'll run through the numbers. Next mm-hmm. up, med kit. You get a up to a hundred health from these things. Takes eight seconds to consume. Okay, just two seconds less than a phoenix. Kind of a shocker mm-hmm. for some, maybe. And then you can carry two per stack. Then we have syringes. These give you 25 health. You can carry four per stack. And they're going to take five seconds uh, to consume. And mm-hmm. why my voice kind of changed on that 
is when you put that up against a shield battery, which also mm-hmm. takes five seconds to consume, but a shield battery can give you four times the hit points of a syringe. Yep. Um, so maybe not a shocker to most people, but syringes suck from an effective <laughs> and efficiency standpoint. Like you would never really want to do a syringe in terms of time and in terms of um, the hit points that you're getting from it. Mm-hmm. Not effective. Um, and then we have shield cells, which still give you 25 shields. They take three seconds to consume, carry four, four per stack, just like uh, syringes. And then we also, even though it isn't really a consumable, we have this whole new element of crafting, <laughs> which is its own economy. And, you know, we're going to be breaking it down a little bit, but if you uh, put your armor into a replicator, it's going to cost you 45 crafting and it's going to give you 100 Evo points and it could refill your armor up to 100 in theory. Yeah. Um, and that's going to take 10 seconds. So the same time as a Phoenix kit, if we're looking at these comparatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we look at them all together, it, the crafting element is its own economy. So it's hard for me to say with confidence, like, what's, what's the comparison between a shield battery and 45 crafting materials? Yeah. Um, that's on, it's just hard. I mean, there is an answer, and we're kind of going to be on the on the outskirts of that answer, but I think there is value in that crafting material. And I, at least I really like putting my armor into the replicator, but it mm-hmm. does have a cost of crafting and it has a cost in the time. So with Man, all these shifts, I was playing a game yesterday mm-hmm. and we caught uh, two people with their armor in the replicator Dang. while they were crafting. And so we shot them flesh. So there is that risk factor with that one for sure. Huge risk. I always mm-hmm. feel very exposed. Um, yeah. Yeah. So one thing I think that's a pretty common theme is, you know, we have the time to kill shift because of the decrease in armor and healing is a lot harder than it's ever been because getting out of a fight is a lot harder than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And in my personal opinion, uh, due to these armor changes, I think the value of cells are a bit higher than they were previously, just from the fact that popping one cell, like maybe mid fight, three seconds, a lot more realistic than popping, you know, the battery. So like, even if you get everything knocked off and you can pop that cell, you might be able to get that off rather than the battery. And with just the lower time to kill, that one cell can make a difference for you re-entering the fight. Absolutely. And to put it into like a real world situation, say you have purple armor. So you have 75 shield hit points mm-hmm. and I get hit for 50 damage. Okay. Which, you know, is a good amount, but now I only have one cell of shields on. At that point, back in season five, I'd be hitting a battery like to fill mm-hmm. up my shields. And Definitely. that would take me five seconds. But now, if I choose to hit two cells instead, I'm spending one additional second, but I'm having more reaction time and I'm not mm-hmm. losing out on another 50 shields that I could have had if I had red armor 
for instance. Perfect. So it's mm-hmm. like from an efficiency standpoint and even a time standpoint, I think most people are going to be using more cells than maybe batteries in the half. I don't. I just don't. I don't feel as bad now yeah. when I don't have batteries if I'm still at that purple armor level. Like you want the batteries if you got the red, obviously. Um, and then quick little tangent. What are your thoughts kind of on gold armor and how they impact the cells in this uh, meta? Yeah. So I think my we spoke a tiny bit about it last episode and mm-hmm. I said I lean towards the red still. I want to keep yeah. the purple. I want to keep my Evo because with all this time to kill changes, I need that that extra hit points, to be honest, taking it into the late yeah. game. But that being said, based on all this increased value of the cell, gold armor is really strong, you know? Like, mm-hmm. because you only have 175 health with purple or gold, um, being able to get more out of your cells is not something mm-hmm. to to laugh at for sure um ready to dive into the next thing let's do it okay so the next thing we're going to talk about is evo armor so obviously big shift to the game in of itself in all armor is now evo but you can still find different levels on the ground your white your blue your purple and gold uh, you cannot find a red on the ground uh, and then you can use the crafting stations now to level up your evo it's very interesting. Provides more ways to play. Crafting means that you don't just have to, you know, farm your damage or pick fights to level up your Evo and improve your chances, which I think is something that we all thought was going to be the case if we went Evo only. You know, how they decided to implement it is very interesting. Um, you know, we, you and I have talked about how we don't think it's a negative thought at all, implementing Evo. Uh, it's just very different from what they were testing and all of the limited time modes uh you know in the ltms there was no armor on the ground and so now the fact that there is armor on the ground kind of really changes the dynamic from what we thought some of the advantages of going evo only were it certainly does you know if you think about it in theory if everybody drops in with evo it would be kind of weird or awkward if the rest of the armor was traditional um, Mm -hmm. because you kind of be giving up what you had worked towards to level up that armor. Um, But with the introduction of crafting, it certainly is a bit different than what we were expecting. You know, rewarding aggression, rewarding fighting. Now there's two different routes, essentially, Mm -hmm. to level up the Evo. How have you felt about having the Evo, you know, you drop with the Evo and it being, you know, zero shields, it being empty. And then in the combination of having the random body armors on the ground, like, have you felt that you've been ever leveling up the Evo and working towards it yourself off? Yeah, rip? good question. Uh, to be honest with you, Shay, I wouldn't lie to you. Um, I've played 120 games this season and I have not felt like without picking up armor, I have left an early fight leveling up just the plain armor. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a combination of me still really wanting armor, uh, and looking for it and dropping in hot places that have it. And I know where it is. Um, but also just the time to kill. Like, I can't be taking a fight with no mm-hmm. armor at this point and just hoping, okay, I'm going to level up my Evo 
if I hit my shots. Uh, I I at least have not experienced a lot of success going at people off the rip, just wanting to level up what I have without first mm-hmm. getting a white or a blue Evo. I don't know. What about For yourself? Sure. Yeah, I, I, much of the same. It's just very interesting to see how I think everybody's impression of Evo armor was that it was going to lead to more fighting and more aggression in the game. And that's how we all felt in the LTMs. You know, everybody dropping with Evo, you kind of had to do the damage yourself uh, and to work towards it and figure it out. And I still think even if they had crafting in the game, but uh, you dropped with Evo and there wasn't armor on the ground, I still think you would have that same reward of aggression just because you don't the risk right now is you drop with evo that's cool and all you run up to somebody they might still have purple which i think was the fear that we thought evo was going to address in a way with us dropping with it yeah that's a really good point shay i mean it definitely they added so much at once Mm -hmm. that it's hard to really tell uh what's what to be honest and i think that's a really good point that Evo wasn't what we thought it was going to be based on our experiences with it over the last, what, six months of testing? Even longer, maybe, honestly. Like, it's been a while of them testing and introducing the Evo armor. Let's dive into it, though, now, and we're going to really look at the weapons and talk about weapon performance. And I think you collected all this data, so let's have you give the little disclaimer i think before we enter this totally i mean this is a shooter it's going to come down to gunplay it's going to come down to guns and this is an episode talking about time to kill we have to mm-hmm. be talking about what's doing the killing here so essentially i went into the firing range and collected some data and in testing in the firing range i was pretty much looking at body shot damage and the performance of body shots in terms of time to kill the dummies, um, Mm -hmm. as well as some other interesting metrics on the weapons, uh, like the recoil patterns and the reload Mm -hmm. speeds and all that such. But what I did was I took every weapon and I put it to the test. I averaged out 10, at least 10 trials per weapon. And I did this by hand. So there is going to be human error. I didn't have, I didn't, wasn't running like a, a software or anything. I was pretty mm-hmm. much, I was with one finger working the trigger and the other finger working the timer. And so this is kind of a rough guide um, to how weapons are behaving in season six, but that's just the disclaimer. I think it has some value, but these are not like to the millisecond. For sure. And I mean, it's that data is not out there right now. You know, exactly. nobody's got what that. Am I and do? so. Yeah. And we just wanted to present this to you guys. And I think also the caveat with this data is, you know, obviously we're going to walk through everything and try and figure out what we think is the best guns. If you're like just starting out, if you're fresh and have no personal bias towards anything, um, I believe you tested everything at 10 feet though, correct? Yes. 10 feet. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing that like we're going to put on this as a little caveat is that like, there's obviously so much variance in the apex in a battle royale in a fight. And so it's like different guns are going to do different damage and be more consistent at different ranges. And, you know, the Mastiff is going to be a great gun, like up close, a lot riskier though, you know, playing with the Mastiff versus playing with, you know, an alternator or something else like that. 
it's a lot of it is skill based, you know. I mean, one of the you know little sneak peek is that the flatline is an absolutely amazing gun, and I love the flatline. I'm just personally so much better with the R301 because I have that recoil under control, and so I think it's a hard balance. But in the end, like we want you to know that you can have success with any weapon, despite you know what everything is. Uh, pointing towards i think is that fair to say that's absolutely fair and another kind of spoiler of what we found here is that the weapons are really well balanced and they mm-hmm. kind of always have been to be honest despite what you might be hearing um but you know something you hear out there whether you're on the youtube or you're listening to professionals or whatever is mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk and discussion about metal weapons like mm-hmm. the best guns in the game or this, that, and the other thing, you should use these, practice with them, and don't do anything else. And, you know, I think it's our perspective here, the third party, that that isn't very helpful to hear. Like, <laughs> go practice with the Mastiff. It's the best. If you get good with it, you can two-shot people every time. And what we are trying to deliver is hopefully something a little bit more helpful. Like, I try to explain how to use a weapon to maximize its effectiveness, like mm-hmm. use the Mastiff in this way or use the R301 uh, because the reload time gives you an advantage and getting in a second mag faster than other ARs. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of tips I think are more helpful. So we're kind of trying to give you information, but not just say like take the risk essentially with some of these yeah. harder to use, but high reward weapons. Yeah. For sure. Couldn't have said it better, man. And I think, uh, you know, the one thing we've been open about it for a long time now is like the Prowler is a beautiful weapon. And I just got to say it now because we got to say it as many times as possible on this podcast. I and mean, we've been saying it, Shay. We've mm-hmm. been saying it. So pretty much when we're talking about what weapons we recommend in this climate of a reduced time to kill, it's super sweaty out there. Everybody's trying to get wins. Everybody's trying to have fun at Apex. I think our advice for weapons is decrease your risk, whether that's using the weapons you like, what you feel comfortable with, or using more forgiving weapons, which in turn will give you more consistency, which mm-hmm. is going to equal out to like compounding improvement and more wins. That's kind of the formula that we're running with. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to and say? I, yeah, go ahead. You know, I, yeah, and I'll just add like it. It is like it's it's very different if you're a professional player. You know, I we yeah. definitely have some really dang good players listening to this podcast. And I'll be honest in saying like I know the wingman is an amazing weapon. I can't use that thing though. I'm just not good enough to be able to trust myself to consistently pick that gun over something like a flatline or a hemlock because it's much more forgiving for me as being in that like medium to upper range player. And I'm a diamond player. Totally. So it's like, it's I like we're Henry and I are not bad players at all. It's just like, percentile. that is just the, there's such a, it's an interesting way for the guns to work, but there is such like a, if you got it with this weapon, you can really do some special stuff that you can't with these other, with if you're just a lower skill level. It's absolutely true. So Okay, let's dive into the time to kills those. Yeah. Break through every gun and then just kind of we'll talk about it a little bit then. Yeah. So like we were saying, I looked at the guns ten feet away with red armor and I used a purple extended mag on every weapon, mm-hmm. essentially. 
And the reason for that is I was collecting mainly the time to kill, the damage for body shots, and then a very interesting metric that we started collecting back when we did a slept on weapons show. Mm -hmm. And I really, really like this metric. And essentially what it is, is how many bullets do you have to hit out of a purple mag in order to knock somebody with full armor? And what that metric is going to tell us is how good do you have to be to use this weapon (laughs) effectively? And I think that's a really, really cool metric. Um, Mm -hmm. And so let's start it off. I I didn't include every single weapon, but just to kind of give us a view of season six, time to kill changes, I took kind of a nice sample of a good amount Mm -hmm. of weapons. First off, the hemlock. Time to kill, 1.6 seconds on burst. The accuracy is going to be 10 out of 30 shots with a purple mag, and that equals out to 33% accurate to get a knock. And this gun also does 22 damage a shot, which is pretty dang high for an AR. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, It's quite an impressive weapon. And given the changes to the recoil and the speed of the bursts, uh, this is definitely one that you you want to pick up and give a shot this season. Yeah. This is one of Henry and I's favorite weapons before the changes to it this season. And now more than ever, it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Given the accuracy requirement and the fact that this is a burst weapon that fires really fast, one of the beauties about burst is that if you're hitting people center chest, you're going to go one, two, three, mm-hmm. right up to the head. And in a couple bursts, you can hit, you know, a couple headshots and really get people mm-hmm. down fast. So headshots really shift a lot of this stuff too. Totally. That's like, if you hit people in the head, it's not going to matter yeah. what weapon you're using and what weapon the other person's using. And that's a big perk, I'd say, for the burst weapons in this game mm-hmm. overall. Definitely. Next, we have the flatline and a reported time to kill of 1.34 seconds, 19 damage to the body, a little less than the hemlock and then a required accuracy of 12 out of 30 shots, or 30% accurate. So you have to be a little less accurate with the flatline than the hemlock, um, but pretty similar uh, with a faster time to kill on the flatline. Yeah, I mean, the flatline is really, really good right now. Um, and it, it's, it's one of those things, like, we'll compare it to the R301. I'll, I'll just read off those stats before I go on a R301 lecture versus the flatline. And we have the time to kill of that at 1.38 seconds, accuracy being 15 out of 28, which is 54%. That's 24% more than the flatline. That's a very significant difference. And then we got 14 damage to the body instead of the 19. And so these are fun guns to compare because on paper right there, it very much looks like the flatline. And it's just like for me as a user, I'm not as good at the flatline though. And so that's where I struggle with this gun. And so it's like, I see this data and I'm like, I need to get better with this gun. I need to work on it. I need to practice it in the firing range. Even though the R301 has advantages like barrel stabilizers will make it more accurate, you know, and the faster reload speed, which we mentioned earlier. It's super tough comparing weapons in a battle royale because, you know, you have attachments to consider, you have armor to consider, you have legend abilities to consider. And so, you know, this data is just a sample. And this one metric that I have here that's accuracy with a purple mag and full armor, it's very unique, but it's kind of just a way to look at them in a controlled environment. But 
we all know that there's never a controlled environment. So everything yeah. here has to be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, hopefully we've gotten that across and we got a couple more weapons here. For sure. So the G7, personal favorite. Um, time to kill. <laughs> Third party gun. It is. Like, it is. Yeah. We should have one on the wall. Um, we should. But time to kill of 1.7 in five seconds. So a bit slower on the time to kill compared to the hemlock at 1.6 seconds. But then mm-hmm. you're going to have an accuracy of 6 out of 20 or 30%. And you're going to do 34 damage to the body. So significantly more damage per shot on the G7. Um, but you have less bullets in the clip. So mm-hmm. very interesting comparing these weapons. Uh, but I think the time to kill is certainly something to speak of there. And then speaking on that variance in general, pop a double tap on the G7 and the gun changes in a very substantial way, even though Henry and I aren't huge fans of the double tap on the G7. Totally. I mean, I, I have been just annihilated. Uh, close quarters, close to medium mm-hmm. range uh, with a double tap. It's, it's pretty, I mean, burst. Burst, like we were saying just a second ago. Burst, burst more headshots, beautiful. more death. It's really a pretty simple formula. <laughs> simple, simple math equation. Yeah. We learned that one back in like fifth grade. That's algebra or something. <laughs> Um, next up we have the alternator, uh, a gun that I really like, you know, I like the, uh, the speed of the weapon. I think it's very easy to control, but the time to kill we're reporting at 1.6 seconds. And with a purple mag, you're going to have accuracy requirement of 14 out of 27 or 52% accuracy to get a knock. Um, you know, with the purple extended, it does 15 damage to the body. Um, pretty interesting here you know i like this weapon but you know it's gonna you have to hit your shots which means this gun should be used close quarters like definitely it's really gonna be tough uh to bring an alternator out into the fight where maybe an ar should be yeah you know it's kind of funny like we all thought the alternator was going to get some sort of buff with the removal of the r9 mm-hmm. and so to see it kind of stay where it is was like okay i think the developers believe that this gun fills a very specific role in Apex. Absolutely. I mean, think about how interesting it is that the R301 does one less damage than the alternator uh, for mm-hmm. a body shot. That, to me, is really fascinating. Like, with that change in Season 5 to the alternator and upping that damage a bit, it's in a really interesting spot with, like, a rate of fire and the time to kill. Um, definitely a fascinating weapon in my opinion. For sure. Next, Wingman, you know, a pro favorite weapon. Time to kill might surprise a few people. Um, and this is just taking into account body shots. So we're trying to make all these weapons seem approachable and comparable. Uh, two seconds uh, to get a knock with this. You're going to have to mm-hmm. hit five out of eight shots um, to knock somebody. And so you're going to have to be 62.5% accurate with a purple mag. Um, 45 damage per the body uh, is incredibly high. Uh, it's the largest damage for a body shot for mm-hmm. any weapon outside of a sniper. Um, this is a very good weapon, but high skill. You know, you're going to have to hit those shots. And if you start mm-hmm. putting headshots in here, just like we keep saying, uh, it can definitely be... Uh, rivaling and speed on that time to kill for sure let's get into the next gun spitfire time to kill 1.5 seconds kind of sitting right above uh 
the ARs in terms of uh, time mm-hmm. to kill, a little bit slower. But then, as you know, intended, Spitfire is that LMG with a purple mag. You have 55 shots. You only have to hit 12 to knock somebody. So with a mm-hmm. very low 22% accuracy requirement, uh, this is a great spray weapon doing 18 damage to the body. Um, you can really crank out a lot of damage with this thing. For sure. Then the triple take, time to kill 1.82 seconds. Um, now with the changes to the armor, uh, you only have to hit three out of nine shots. If you have a purple extended, that's 33% accuracy. It does 69 damage to the body. The buff to this weapon astonishes Ooh. me. I it's a crazy honestly one. am shook by it. Um, I thought the triple take was in a great spot. Um, the choke is a very good attachment. I'm glad that it got put onto the weapon. But now that they upped the mag size by one and uh, increased the rate of fire to be more close to the longbow, this thing has the same damage to the chest as the sentinel with a very similar rate of fire to the uh the longbow. So I think this is definitely mm-hmm. a weapon to certainly pick up with the three spread on it. It's very forgiving. Um, I can't recommend this weapon enough, honestly. Yeah, this is Henry and I's favorite sniper of the season. And we're not the biggest sniper users, but we've definitely found ourselves picking this one up in games a lot more often than we have in the past. For sure. And now we're just going to wrap it up with uh, two shotguns, Mastiff, time to kill 2.1 seconds. Uh, hip firing from 10 feet away. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have to be hitting three out of six shots um, or 50% accurate uh, while you're hip firing or only two out of six if you're aiming down sight or 33% accurate. Um, And that's from 10 feet away. I tried to really control the variables here, um, but if you hip fire it from 10 feet away and you're really lined up, you're going to be doing 78 damage to the body. And mm-hmm. if you're aiming down sights, you're going to do a massive 104 damage. Um, and so it's my personal opinion that you should try your best to be aiming down sights when you can. Um, but, you know, at the same time, this is a close quarters weapon. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but Definitely. those are the numbers. And then in contrast, we have the EVA 8, time to kill uh, pretty significantly less, 1.52 seconds compared to the 2.1, uh, 1.4. Uh, with the double tap, I didn't I didn't really uh, discuss hop ups here, but I thought with the Eva it was kind of interesting that reduction. And you're gonna have to hit four out of eight shots or fifty percent accuracy uh, from the hip, uh, or the same four out of eight while you're ADSing. Does uh, sixty three damage to the body. So pretty cool stuff. And then another fun fact that maybe everybody knows but me, but when I was <laughs> testing uh, shotguns. And the triple take, anything that has pellets, essentially, or multiple shots going off at once, there is a red damage report of which pellets hit where. Super cool. Pretty much will show you a red dot on their leg if you hit them on the leg, or a gold dot if you hit them on the head. Kind of breaks down what shots hit. So when you're wondering why the Mastiff hit for 14, you can pretty much see you only hit one red dot. So I, I think that was an interesting UI thing I found in the firing range. Yeah, they have got some of the best UI stuff, and this is one of those really, really cool ones for sure. Let's talk a bit about 
what this all means, though, in the state of Apex as it is. And the first thing we'll kind of discuss is the pace of the game. And so changes to time to kill. Uh, Gunfights are slightly faster now, you know, less health, but with everything keeping the same damage, there wasn't like that balance in that way. Fights are less forgiving, and there's less opportunity to reposition and run away or heal during a fight. And, you know, with the introduction of Evo, there's kind of this balance of is it rewarding aggression or damage? And then, would it, can you break down what the difference between aggression and damage when it comes to rewarding Evo means for pace of play? Yeah, because it's tough, you know. And in past, we've had the Evo and it's like, okay, we have to push fights. We have to be aggressive mm-hmm. to get damage on to give us that red. Um, but at the same time, Evo also rewards people that hold back with a sniper maybe or a G7 mm-hmm. and hold a position and let people come to them. So it's a balance. And I honestly, I think it kind of favors that latter thing where people are Definitely. holding a position and because there's so much more risk with all these changes of time to kill, um, it's a lot harder to be aggressive and run in and push fights. And so positioning is much more important now. And the pace of the game is a little bit slower even though the gunfights are going to be ended faster. You know, you're going to have to be more strategic, but you're still going to have to rely on that accuracy because gunfights are incredibly fast. And when it comes to strategy, looking at those changes, uh, a lot of things are different. Now more than ever, you got to not be in the open. Don't be standing still, you know, just like you always used to be, but now it's more important than it's ever been. You know, be more aware of where those third parties are coming from, where the other teams are. Use every inch of cover as possible. And then you can't really do the, my teammates are attacking and they're having success and I got no health, but I'm going to go and support anyways because those teammates can get killed so much quicker than they used to be. And things can change in quick time with those, you know, variances now in the armor and the guns. Absolutely. So really slowing down and healing before you Mm re-engage. So you take a couple hits, get behind cover, heal, then turn around and shoot them. Don't, Don't be getting too aggressive. Really try to slow down and put yourself in a more favorable position. Behind cover, full health. Um, it's very hard to turn on people, to be honest. And stay with your team now. Big time. Teamwork makes the dream work right now in this season of Apex Legends. It's true. And then, you know, Henry mentioned it, but we'll reiterate it. Positioning, more valuable than ever. Use that high ground. You know, our patrons have access to awesome episodes breaking down all of the power positions around the map uh, on both maps. And we're obviously going to update that with the changes to World's Edge. But that's a really good resource for figuring out where should I be if I want to win games now? Because you have to be in high ground just shooting down on people at this point. It was always valuable before, but now it's more valuable than it's ever been. I think there's a basketball reference in there somewhere. Like, it's all about footwork, <laughs> you know? Like, you got to get yourself into an open position. Like, try, mm-hmm. to, try to move your feet to give yourself an advantage. Don't just rely on uh, accuracy. I love it. And looking at kind of some of the legend choices and how this time to kill structure has shifted a little bit of that in Henry and I's 
uh, point of view. One thing you've been talking a little bit about, so I'll let you kind of speak to it, is the changes in a way to the low-profile legends. Yeah, I mean, movement has always been rewarded, but with the low profile mm-hmm. and closing open space being a lot more risky, uh, if you're Wraith or Pathfinder or Octane, uh, maybe these legends are not setting you up for the most success, to be honest. I mean, after we've said you want to be undercover, you want to slow down a little bit, don't want to be in the open. I mean, this is mm-hmm. where these legends uh, excel, essentially. And I think some of maybe our advice to maybe offer a different perspective than those are first shot is so important. In this time to kill, mm-hmm. you got to get those first bullets on, and that really requires intel. In order to shoot them first, you have to see them first. And so I'd say that we'd recommend uh, a recon legend like Crypto or Bloodhound Mm -hmm. so that your team sees enemies first and gets those first shots on. And that's going to mean all the difference, really. For for sure. And then on top of that, Fortified, you know, obviously the opposite of low profile, getting that 15% damage reduction uh, to Caustic and Gibraltar. I've felt it with this time to kill. Because if you look at... 15% 15% damage reduction in comparison to, you know, the common to white armor being a 17% health reduction at the most. Like, in a way, it almost makes you feel like a regular legend from last season, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. And so having those guys can really kind of help you out, I think, when it just comes to feel if you're struggling at all. I mean, you can, sur- I mean, everybody has, you know, played through a little bit. Um, you have the reduced armor by 20. 20- Five percent. You got a mm-hmm. reduction there. You have a low profile. You got a reduction there. You got amped cover. That's you know more damage coming at you. So all these things stack yep. and can really just cut that time to kill in half almost. And so you know using the legends to your advantage. You know being a defensive legend, Watson or Rampart alongside Caustic yep. and Gibby, a for that positioning. You know using fences and amped cover to strive for control of a place, kind of control the pace of the game um, is really also important. Yeah. And then, oh man, it has to be said, but Revenant, just so valuable right now. I mean, he was already kind of the quote-unquote meta of last season, especially in competitive play. But the fact that you are taking people now with less health than they used to and you have the same amount of health because obviously when you're in totem, the damage is dealt straight to your health points rather than your shields. It's just a huge buff to Revenant in my opinion. And I think we're going to see a lot more than even last season Revenant play in those upper levels of ranked. I believe it will continue. Okay, let's start. Let's start. We're going to pick things up a little bit so we don't go an hour and 40 minutes like we did last <laughs> time, guys. So let's go into weapon choice here. And, you know, We've reiterated, we've spoken about it a lot. And so I think that we will just kind of reiterate some of our thoughts. First of which being confidence, big piece of importance here. You know, Henry and I can't say it enough. Every gun is really dang good. Like, I don't think you're at a huge disadvantage uh, with a lot of these weapons. And so doing whatever, you know, you're going to hit your shots with and hit those head shots with is really, really important. Absolutely. So getting up close, still very effective. You can have some great results with SMGs, shotguns, wingman, pistol, all that stuff. But that being said, assault rifles, LMGs, and snipers Mm -hmm. are in their strongest place yet. 
And that yep. kind of just supports this argument that positioning is more important. These longer range engagements, uh, upgrading that Evo with these three weapon types, um, it's definitely uh, a pretty good bet to be using one of these three. And you, you might be punished for running in like Rambo with an SMG mm-hmm. if somebody is really tracking you down with uh, an AR or an LMG. Our favorite SMG, though, the Prowler, is more versatile than it's ever been. Already one of our favorite guns at the third party, but with the buff to the recoil control on burst, you can use it at even longer ranges than beforehand. I've been using this thing almost like an AR at times on burst. I just love this weapon. I can't say it enough, and I would recommend that every single person listening to this podcast spend some serious time with the Prowler. Totally. Everybody should, if they haven't already. Okay, let's dive into crafting and kind of talk about how crafting plays a role in this new kind of time to kill meta. I'll let you explain this one. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of indirect. It's hard not to talk about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I personally seriously advocate for spending your crafting on upgrading armor because it makes a big difference. You need as much armor as you can get with this new time to kill. But also... Make sure you're paying attention to what's in rotation daily on the weapons. Some days there might not be a purple extended light mag, and you might need to really switch up your gameplay in order to compensate for that by using a heavy weapon or focusing in on those, that crafting material on those crafting stations and knowing that, okay, I have this attachment here. I can go get it. Everybody in the team can go get it. So I just think be aware of crafting and use crafting. Use the intel, use the mechanic, do whatever you can to try to get a leg up, I guess. Yeah, and part of crafting is that, and we're going to talk now about the purpose of all these changes, and the introduction of crafting does another thing in particular, and that is slightly slow down the pace of play, and that you have to spend more time running around, grabbing these materials, and you know, upgrading your armor or grabbing that hop up or light mag that you were, uh, you know, searching out and seeking for. But overall, with the purpose of all these changes, you know, we've had Respawn talk about how they look at combat legibility. And so making it so that players can clearly understand the gameplay. All in all, making it a lot more approachable to newer players. Because a lot of battle royales are incredibly difficult. Try hopping into Fortnite for the first time. It's almost borderline impossible to do and this is very much rewarding you know i don't want to call it camping but monitoring target rich environments yeah okay it very much rewards that playing defensive playing strategic playing for the positioning you know and we see that with the buffing of the assault rifles the buffing of the lmgs adding freaking blast walls to the map Mm -hmm. like huge walls that stop people in their tracks and that, just along with the changes of time to kill, really slows things down and makes the fights quicker and more easy to comprehend. Yeah, I think that's a lot of the purpose here. You know, we saw mm-hmm. a defensive legend come in, and that's had a ripple effect that has really uh, made the whole gameplay a little bit more slower, a little bit more defensing, you know, if you will. Yeah, and... It's hard. Like it, you can't take those one v twos, one v threes as easily. I and mean, even the best players are struggling right now. And so playing with your team, I think that's another the biggest takeaway. We've said it for years, and and not years for seasons. And we'll say it again. You know, playing with your team 
play that team dynamic, you're going to find success there. That's a good thing. Join the Discord. Find some people to play definitely. with. It's so I love playing this game with teammates. And, you know, mm-hmm. I definitely have some frustrations when I try to just play it by myself like Solo. a cowboy. It's It's a lot harder. For sure. And we're going to quickly now touch on the energy weapons. A lot of people are defining the energy weapons currently as the quote-unquote meta. You know, meta, most effective tactical available. Uh, tactic available. Do we want to spoil our conclusion here or should we dive into the energy weapons first? Let's break it down uh, one okay. by one. Um, just trying to get through it. But Volt starting off, new weapon. It's an energy SMG. Does 16 damage to the body, 24 to the head. Uh, that same metric that I was using before with the accuracy with a purple mag, you have to hit 13 shots to the body out of 26 or 50% accurate to knock somebody with a purple extended. So you really have to hit your shots with this Volt. Yeah, for sure. And then the time to kill is going to be 1.37 seconds. Um, it's hard to you know look at that by itself. You know We know that the, the ARs are pretty close there, but comparing it to the other SMGs, specifically the Prowler, uh, with Select Fire on full auto, it's 1.26 seconds. So the Prowler is actually faster with the hop-up compared Mm -hmm. to the Volt. But the Prowler, you only have to hit 21 out of 35 shots or be 40% accurate with this thing. Um, Very interesting, that difference. Um, Prowler is amazing. I can't, we can't say it enough, Henry. It's the best freaking gun. You can't. I said 21. I think I meant 12. Um. Yeah, I think I'm That's at 12. Um, but 15 <laughs> uh, to the body and 23 to the head with the Prowler. So just kind of seeing the comparison. And then I also think it's fun to look at the R99. You know, it's in the care package now. Mm-hmm. Time to kill is 1.25 seconds. So faster than uh, either the Volt and the Prowler. Very close with the Prowler. And then the accuracy is going to be 17 shots out of the 32 mag size. Uh, but that requires 53% accuracy. So even more accuracy Mm -hmm. requirement than the Volt um, and less damage at only 12 to the body and 18 to the head. That being said, talking about recoil, because accuracy, that's what it's all about. The Volt is going to go up slight to the right and then shift left dead. So it's just kind of going to run in tight circles on the left. Mm -hmm. Prowler is going to go up slight to the left and then sag a mess up to the right. So it's really going to try to get away from you on the second half of those mags. And then, you know, not quite in the, uh, a break from the expectation, but the R99 has an incredibly tight and straight up recoil. But that being said, it also has a gold barrel on it. If you put a gold barrel on the Volt, uh, you're going to have a very similar uh, recoil pattern. Yeah, and recoil is so important because it's kind of what we were talking about with the personal preference when it comes down to using weapons. Like, if you can't control a gun, it's not going to matter how much better the gun is. But looking at this data, practice that prowler if you want to succeed. It's true. It's going to be huge for you. Yeah, uh, It's going to be huge. Another nice thing about the Volt that we were kind of worried about is no muzzle flash as a problem. You know, a lot of the uh, energy weapons have muzzle flash, but not true on the uh on the volt it's very much pretty clear optics for sure let's talk about the havoc now havoc does 18 to the body 36 to the head you know 
full purple mag, 36 in the clip. You only got to hit 12 to kill somebody uh, with the purple armor. 33% accuracy on that. Very nice. Time to kill, 1.8 seconds. With the turbocharger, though, you drop it all the way down to 1.34, which is a pretty big shift for the hop-up. In comparison, looking at the flat line, you know, 1.34 seconds as well. Uh, you know, same 30% accuracy, very similar. And the 19 damage to the body. And so flatline is almost just as good as the Havoc is with the turbocharger. And so it's like you look at these guns and it's like, it's so hard situationally because I'm going to pick up a flatline over the Havoc because I might not find a turbocharger and I almost need the turbocharger to have success. But at the same time, there are situations in which the Havoc with that really nice charge up time will help you wipe out, you know, maybe two people in a way the flatline might not have. And so it's, it's a little weird to see in that way. Uh, looking at the recoil pattern, you know, the recoil pattern, the Havoc has been changed a lot over the last couple of seasons. Big shifts, kind of weird initial jog right and then up slight left, dead right circle and then up to the left again. And so, you know, Henry and I recommend anytime you want to learn a weapon, take it into the firing range and use it. The firing range is an awesome tool. Uh, for Apex to help yourself find more success. Totally. And I'll say that when I went into the firing range to test all this stuff, I was favoring the energy guns. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. to come out and say, what were they thinking putting the turbocharger in this game? Like, what are all these changes to the energy guns? Mm-hmm. But I found it really interesting to see that on a head-to-head fight, Havoc gets destroyed by the other ARs. But situationally, turbocharger brings it into line, and then with the charge up, it can outperform them. So I think I was really curious about the turbocharger coming back. I didn't understand because they completely removed it, and now it's kind of randomly back, but I kind of see why uh, to bring it in line. I think it's a pretty good hop up to Mm -hmm. have. Now the devotion. Uh, After the hop patch does 16 to the body, 32 to the head, in order to knock somebody, you have to hit 13 out of 48 shots of the purple mag or be 27% accurate. A little more of a requirement than the Spitfire, which is again 22%. Time to kill is 1.7 seconds compared to the Spitfire is 1.5, so a little bit longer. But with the turbocharger, that gets dropped down to 1.38 um, and can mm-hmm. really be quite destructive there. So turbocharger, if I were to choose to put it on the Devotion or the Havoc, probably lean towards the devotion mm-hmm. and the recoil yeah. pattern up slight to the left and then shift right dead so it's a pretty uh, controllable recoil pattern not as weird as the havoc not to say the havoc has a hard to control recoil just if you go in and you mm-hmm. look at the actual pattern it's so weird how it kind of stops midway and then continues going yeah and that i mean both these guns do a pretty solid job of like you know l- becoming a laser in the end but with the devotion and that mag size you really notice those mm-hmm. you know final like 15 to 20 bolts just being straight where you ended up and which can make it one of the guns that's easy to use for these new players in lower lobbies uh, and it can be a lot more forgiving in that fashion totally and what we say with the energy guns is it's more situational and with the havoc and mm-hmm. the devotion you want to pre-fire but that being said, the Havoc's uh, reload rate is really going to kill mm-hmm. you in comparison to all the other SMGs and ARs. So pre-fire is nice, but 
you're kind of, you're setting yourself up for needing to hit more shots if you're just shooting shots into the air coming around a corner. So definitely situational, super fun weapon to use. Interesting to see where it falls. Last energy weapon and an interesting one, that's for a matter of fact, is the L-Star. And that is 18 to the body, 36 to the head. You know, 23 shots is about where that cooldown uh, ends at. And obviously it shifts with Rampart, as all LMGs do. But, you know, you got to hit 12 of those to get the kill. 15, 52% accuracy. That's with only body shots, though. You know, doubling the body to headshot can really make a significant difference for this gun. It is such a weird and interesting weapon. has the same damage profile as the Spitfire, but 58% less bullet capacity and can fire the entire reserve without reloading if you can balance using it as kind of the burst gun in a way. Um, it's just really cool. You can burst 68 shots forever if you practice it correctly. 1.4 seconds time to kill. The recoil pattern is aggressively straight up, but Henry and I love the straight up recoil patterns because you can get a hand, handle of those and learn to control them pretty easily. The biggest issue with this weapon, muzzle flash, makes it so hard to track targets and see people. And if this gun didn't have muzzle flash, Henry, I have no idea what I would do. This thing would be killing everyone. It's such an interesting weapon. I'm very impressed that it is in the game and it's Mm semi-balanced. I I just think it's such a fascinating gun to use. Um, You know, if you turn it into a six burst gun, a six shot burst, you can be two bursting people with ease. Uh, You know, if you're Mm -hmm. hitting all those shots. Um, I will say that the one tip I've said on the show before is having the three times on there, even if you're using it, you know, me in close range, you kind of push past that muzzle flash. Um, It can kind Mm -hmm. of help with uh, target visibility. So maybe you try that, but I also personally have lots of experience hit firing this weapon. Um, it's a tough one though. It's definitely an acquired taste. You might say. I absolutely love this weapon when I'm Rampart. Like, sure. I don't know if there's a better LMG in the hands of Rampart, which is a pretty big thing to say, but it's just like the amount of damage it can put out is, you know, uncomparable to other people at that yeah, point. And the fast, uh, reload, uh, is super mm-hmm. nice as well. Definitely. Uh, and so looking at season six, you know, we got a little meta, I think, that has shown through here. And so we'll go through. We obviously picked, you know, a gun for each kind of thing. And I think Henry and I have slightly different opinions on one gun. And that's mainly because of my ability to use the gun. Um, but so let's let's run through these and I'll, I'll just list off the first four and then we'll talk about it. And then you can list off the second cool. or next couple. And so for the pistol, we got the wingman. Obviously, incredibly difficult gun to use, but so, so good um, if used correctly. I think the only thing we were kind of considering in here with this was the P20 with hammer point, just because it's a bit easier to use, but you're then back to the reliance on getting the hammer point rounds, and there's still a bit of a weakness in that front. Uh, Shotgun, EVA 8, ease of use versus the Mastiff. Like Obviously, the Mastiff can really deal some massive damage, and so if you're good with the Mastiff and can control it and really dominate with that gun you can see a lot of use but the eva is a lot going to be a lot more consistent for those uh, for a lot of people prowler smg nothing is to be said and then for the full auto ar the flatline flatline off the charts on the data front 
I personally prefer the R301, and that is solely because of my ability to control recoil. And I'm going to be working on the flatline this season and hopefully uh, bringing it up to my R301 abilities. And then for the long range AR, because they're a little bit different, we're favoring mm-hmm. the Hemlock just because the buff to the burst uh, is quite significant. You know, I, I really love the G7, but the Hemlock can just absolutely annihilate at more ranges. I guess, than Mm -hmm. the G7. And then for the LMG, we're favoring the Spitfire. Just because if you are looking for a traditional LMG, this is the one for you. Most bullets, great damage profile. um, It's just going to get the job done. You can put out a lot of damage with this thing. And then finally, our favorite sniper, uh, the triple take. You know, we already spoke a little bit about it. Um, It's Mm -hmm. got a significant buff. Don't know why, don't know how. But triple take is definitely my favorite with the built-in choke. For sure. And the big, the better lobbies you start to play in, the more heavy guns I think you're going to see. Uh, the energy guns definitely have their place and are incredibly situational. But this season is looking very much like a shift towards heavy. And that is courtesy of Henry's uh, data in the firing range, which we absolutely love to go over. But the beautiful thing about this game is you carry two guns, and so you can have both. Isn't that great? It's great. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah, every gun is so good in Apex. It's one of my favorite things about the game is I look at a lot of other BRs, and I feel like I don't see great gun balancing, and Respawn has just done an amazing job uh, balancing these weapons in Apex Legends. We've gone pretty long, though. We're going to wrap things up with some questions real quick. Uh, do you have any other thoughts before we move into the questions, though, Henry? Oh, I thought that was a lot of great information. Good discussion on the, the Season 6 so far. Beautiful. First question coming from a assortment of letters that I don't feel like reading out. What is your favorite voice line for your main? Uh, I'll share mine first. I don't really have a main right now. I've been struggling since some of these Pathfinder nerfs and been struggling with him, who was my main for the longest time. Uh, Mirage, my favorite character, though, so I got a beautiful line for him. Trust me, losing ain't that bad. I mean, you learn something new every time. At least that's what I've been told. I wouldn't know. What's that like? (laughs) We're going to play that clip for you as well, Uh, and I'll play Henry's as well, but cue the little Mirage uh, quote here. Trust me, losing ain't that bad. I mean, you learn something new every time. At least, that's what I've been told. I wouldn't know what that's like. And then my main, as y'all know, is Gibraltar. And, you know, a lot of his voice lines are great. I really like the just Gibraltar getting the job done. uh, Because that's really the perspective I take. Businessman, just want to get in and out. (laughs) Just Gibraltar getting the job done. For sure. Apex has the best voice lines. Hopefully you guys can... uh... Enjoy them yourselves and uh, have your favorites, but they're just getting better as we keep getting this character interaction element thrown into the game. Absolutely. Next question is coming from Luke. How do you guys like the team of Rampart, Caustic, and Watson? Rampart for damage, and if they rush, we have traps. If they grenade spam, we have the Watson ult. And if they shoot from a distance, we light them up with many guns. Is this a good ranked comp? The defensive team. I mean, yeah, tell them what you want to tell Mm -hmm. them, Jay. Great question, Luke. Um, This team can be very good. It can be amazing. Um, If you get positioning, this is an incredibly strong team comp. Uh, I think the risk and the fear with this team is that you don't really have the team mobility that a Wraith or a Pathfinder uh, offer. 
which is something a lot of teams like to run when they have, you know, the Watson or the Rampart or the Caustic just to kind of help move those guys around. Because if you get caught in the open, even now more so than ever with the reduced time to kill, you could lose somebody a lot more easily than uh, you used to be able to. But if you can get to those power positions, it's going to be huge. The other concern is hard to predict final circles and play those power positions without the beacon, which is something Henry and I very much vouch for in ranked. Uh, Scanning with a recon legend can help you really rotate early. And I actually have a kind of a funny story uh, about this squad is uh, I was just playing a ranked game recently, ran into this exact team composition on top of a building in uh, the middle of the city. Uh, We had scanned a beacon though, and we knew that this team was uh, not in the two zones from there uh, pretty much. And so we were able to go take a different position. And then this team just really struggled in that open late rotation. The caustic uh, threw his ult, but it just wasn't enough. The rampart wasn't as effective running for the zone and making a play. And, you know, Watson's very much vulnerable in the open. Um, but, you know, in the correct situation, this team could be borderline unbeatable if you're in the final power position and have this team comp fully loaded. A little susceptible to crypto, but I don't think that's a huge deal. I think that was a great answer, Shay. I dive deep on that one. I just thought it was it's funny that he question. asked that because I literally, I literally had just played against this team comp. So I was like, that is a perfect, great question, Luke. Perfect. Last question coming from Todd. Love the pod, guys. I've been playing Apex since launch and I've loved every second of it. It's safe to say I'm addicted to the game. Just wanted to ask a question. I'm a level 500 lifeline main with just under 4k kills and I've gotten the 3k badge. No matter what I do, I cannot get that 20 kill badge. I've gotten up to 18, but I can't get to 20. I just wanted to ask, do you guys have the 20 kill badge? And if so, any suggestions on what I can do to get it? Love what you guys do. Thanks. Excellent question, Todd. Awesome that you love the game and you're definitely putting in the work. Um, I can tell you that I do not have a 20 kill badge. But, mm-hmm. you know, we try to give a lot of advice on this show on how to get more kills, how to get more wins, how to get more damage. And I think you can apply a lot of these things uh, to going for that badge. But I will also say that it's luck nowadays to get that 20 kill badge. Shay and I and Jordan just had a pretty massive game. I think it was over 6,000 damage as a team mm-hmm. and upper 20s in terms of team kills. I kind of want to say it was 27. We crossed like, 30. I think yeah, we might it, have crossed 30 on a game. It was an insane game. I think Shay led us with a good amount of kills, maybe 16. Yeah, I think it was one of my better games of the of the season. I was either at 16. Yeah. I might have even done 17. That might have been my record it game. It was crazy. I mean, it was a lot of damage, but we weren't trying. Like We weren't waiting for mm-hmm. people to respawn. We weren't you know, trying to pick people off at range, it kind of just happened. So it's like, it's very hard to say how exactly to get a 20 kill badge because so many things have to happen. And as you've probably found out, you can have a great start, get 10 kills pretty early, and then the game's over. So mm-hmm. it's so much uh, a battle royale, to be honest. I think keep on working yeah. at it. I'm still working at it. Um, you know, Shane and I have yet to really do a push and try, but. So far, I don't know if you can just buckle down <laughs> and try. It's definitely harder than it's ever been. Um, I will just say, like, playing with a full squad and honestly funneling the kills, so having two people not finish the kills is kind of the 
strategy. I know a lot of content creators do for those 20 badges. Um, and so doing that is very good. I, it's an incredibly hard skill gap to be able to do it on your own solo, take those one on threes now more than ever. There's a lot of people out there that can do it that are freaking amazing at the game. And if you can get to that level, whoo, hopefully you'll join my party and we can get some wins. Please do. Guys, subscribe to us on Apple Pods. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. If you like hearing Henry and I talk about other games as well, check out the Good Games Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast, though. Catch you guys next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>